0: to comcast for a bunch of their networks so everybody's sharing getting a piece of this pie that it came time to pay the bill and comcast kind of did a darth vader pray i don't alter the deal anymore drink. This one is Kahlua. I don't know. We'll just go like to there. How's that? Now then you add cream, cream de cacao, which is basically chocolate liqueur. Put some of that in there. I think this is like the Tootsie Roll. Now you add some orange juice. The Tootsie Roll drink tastes just like a Tootsie Roll. This might be it. All right, cheers! Cheers to all the fear fighters out there. Mm-hmm. That's a tootsie roll. Did you see the um, trailer for that new Star Wars video game?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do was- you
0: What do you think, though?
1: The only thing I don't like about it is I wish we could build our own character. Instead of having to play just as the same character through the whole game, yeah, I mean that's my only only thing. And then I didn't like they they say it's the first Star Wars open world game. wasn't uh, Star Wars Galaxy's open world?
0: Definitely, okay. definitely. And you know the other thing is it's not multiplayer. No, you no. you you still have to play. You have to run quests. You have to. You're going to get caught into a a series of missions. You know, you're going to get chased. You're going to have battles, stuff like that. And it's not, it doesn't matter to me who the who the hero is or antihero or protagonist or whatever if it's male or female. But you don't even get to choose. No, like you don't even get to choose. Like if you're going to have a single player game, at least give me customize customize customizability where I could make you know. a a droid with a Darth Vader helmet on or something, you know, they're not giving you any of that. Um, I was watching theory. If you ever watched star Wars theory yeah. and he, he was saying, you know, it doesn't matter to him either one way or the other. It's just that you would think it would be sensible as a, as a game produced on that level that you would have a choice. So I think that's a little ridiculous, that you would, you know, you can't choose your character. You have to be the only character they choose for you. Your missions are going to be what they choose. And then what's the what's the open world about it? Right.
1: I mean, you pretty much did the same thing in Jedi Jedi, Jedi Survivor.
0: Right. You're going to bump into
1: different worlds.
0: You're, you're going to bump into an NPC and they're going to give you another quest. I mean, it's not going to be as deep as uh, Skyrim. that's for sure and uh galaxies was as deep was very deep it was probably deeper because you could you could do so much i mean you could just spend the day you could literally spend eight hours building your house you know putting together a starship um finding supplies to make weapon upgrades you know like that's open world I mean, you you would build, like, a moisture evaporator or whatever, uh, make a moisture farm, and you'd go claim a piece of land, buy the piece of land. Then you'd have to go run system-guided missions to get the money to buy the parts and stuff. But then when you did get the money, you could come back and do whatever you wanted. You could find somebody that was selling it on a vendor. You could uh, um, run a mission to get it. You could find it on a marketplace. They had kind of like a... It was kind of like an e, uh, kind of like a marketplace listing, and you could buy it <clears throat> from somebody that had already made what you were looking for. And then you go find the place that you want to set up roots and tell you if it was green or red. You go to the green, set it down, pay your payment or whatever, get your deed, build your your uh, structure, and then you were farming. That's open world. Yeah. This game looks like. Jedi survivor, Jedi fallen order, with a female protagonist and a droid wearing a coat instead of on your shoulder. <clears throat> I think she's got a little critter on her shoulder too. As it is.
1: Also, did you get uh, Kyle Kyle Katarn vibes from the Jalen character? And
0: and then is that in a timeline where he would have been? because uh, it's but be- it's between uh, Empire and Jedi.
1: Yeah. I guess if he
0: survived. Yeah, so I don't know. That would be weird to have him yeah. show up. Ch- I guess you know they have a he'll have a look and it'll remind you of him or whatever. But you know, right. I'm 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 skeptical to the point that I'm gonna have to wait until that game comes out and watch some other people play it on yeah. YouTube before I invest the money because the new generation games are gonna be seventy bucks, sixty bucks. I'm not going to drop that, because I've been downloading most of my games anyway. I'm not going to drop that kind of money on that game if it's basically exactly the same as Jedi. Because, I mean, you can't you can't really say that's open world, because you can't really go wherever you want. But, I mean, you can do some exploration. And there's nothing to tell me on a single-player game like that just... You know, Skyrim was like that, but then they came out with the uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. And I would think by now somebody should have it down. Like, Battlefront was close. Battlefront 2. Why, why couldn't it be a mix? Because like Galaxies back in the day and Knights of the Old Republic, they had player versus player areas, players versus everyone areas. Uh, or players versus the environment, you know, to, to run the stories, the quests, the side quests, um, just farm, uh, resources, you know, that was true open world. They're really going to have to come with it, man. I don't know.
1: Did you see the Indiana Jones premiere? like, uh, George Lucas at the premier?
0: Are you talking about the thing where, um, Steven Spielberg snapped, yeah. snapped on Kathleen Kennedy.
1: Well, yeah, but, uh, George Lucas just looks real. I mean, they had to help him off stage and he was holding his arm. I think he's cause I know he's diabetic mm-hmm. and insulin pump on him. He did. Yeah, I think he does. Cause oh. just, look, look at it. Look how he's holding his one arm up. And one of the things, and just as from my experience, when I was going through my stuff, my my arms and legs and feet would go numb, and I'm wondering if that was what was going on with him. He just looked uh, he, he it looked like he was struggling getting off the stage, walking, because uh, Kathleen Kennedy's husband, Marshall, is his last name, uh, um, was helping him off the stage. Really? Yeah.
0: That sucks.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't think he's in any shape to buy Star Wars like everybody's trying to
0: Oh say. yeah. I mean just to throw my just to throw my um two cents in on all that. Here here's the way I see the whole thing. I, I don't know, first of all, I don't know where that came from. If somebody was putting together the fact that they were closing the uh Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel at Disney World and they're they're taking a $350 million loss. I I was watching a podcast show the other night, and I don't want to say who it was because the guest that they had was trying to talk about this stuff as if what he was saying was what was going to happen. And you, you just have to kind of do a little deeper research and look, look into this stuff a little more, especially with the way – Big business runs and stocks and and uh, intellectual properties like franchises like, like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean or, you know, different properties like that. You license those things out to even your competitors sometimes, you know. So for a company that makes to say or even 40 or 50 billion dollars a year to say we're writing off 350 million or not writing it off taking a loss or whatever, it's like that kind of is something they have to do at that level. They've got to have tax write-offs. They've got to have loss. Um, My take on loss is if you make $10 million this year and next year you only make eight, it's not a $2 million loss. It's just that you made 8 million. But the way the books work, because you already hit that number the following year without hitting it or exceeding it, it's considered a loss. And then that affects your stock price, you know? So they were having issues with, with, if, if you're just, you know, and that's the thing you can't have the blinders on just to look at star Wars because there's so many other things going on with oh, Disney. Yeah. And you could say that they were being woke and they made this thing and they were pushing, uh, gay values on kids or, or all these different things. You know, those are opinions that people have. I, 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 I don't agree, but, just to just to sort of look at this from a business perspective looking at the 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 way this all works regardless of those elements of the of the content that they put out regardless of that they have this huge 100-year-old company that you know it's it's a behemoth and it has all these different moving parts they have everything from printed art to movies to television radio network uh Television across the United States with ABC, all of their properties and shows. You know their hand is in so many things, right? So then ESPN, ESPN. You know they're having problems with ESPN uh, turning turning profit. ESPN is uh, sort of a losing, a losing uh, proposition for them. But they've got a good app for it. They've got deals with UFC and different things like that, different types of sports around the world, you know, if they wanted to sell off a portion of that or something for the programming, those programming deals make a lot of money to get your, your uh, like the NFL, for instance, to get the rights to play those games on your network. It's billions of dollars to the NFL, you know, same thing with Disney. If you want to play their shows on your streaming platform, it's millions and billions of dollars to them to do that. So with Star Wars, everybody's saying they're in trouble and all this. It's like, how are they in trouble? I mean, their their last movie made seven hundred and eighty-three million dollars, you know. Rogue one rogue one made over a billion.
1: And and plus you gotta realize TNT is still playing these movies nonstop. Nonstop, and they're getting T- tons of money for that.
0: Tons of commercials. So I'm just trying to find a way to sort of quantify it all to to kind of the the focus being so hard on Star Wars is every everybody that's being like that is they're being as negative as they can and they're saying, you know, Kathleen Kennedy caused all these problems, it's her, it's her, it's her. You can say what you want. Lucasfilm is not under her final control. There's a board, there's executive level above her. She's, she's playing the good soldier and doing what she thinks is right for that brand. Whether it works out or not, all we can do is kick back and wait for the next thing to come out and, you know, hope for the best. Being true fans, we're going to watch everything they have and we're going to try to see something good in it. Now, when you get a guy who's a little more critical than that and, and wants to go ahead and be, you know, more harsh about it, because at the end of the day, I don't have no control over it, so bitching about it's not going to do anybody any good. And if I if I threaten to to not spend any more money on their products, it's not going to hurt them from me. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. the last year, from straight Disney uh, going into Disney and taking something out of the Star Wars hat, I literally have that BD droid, and that's it from them. the The rest of the stuff has been classic vintage Ken- Kenner the black series stuff that they do own rights to I mean that's all happening through Hasbro I'm not I'm not hurting them or helping them I'm not spending enough they have these licensing deals before that were that were at, in play before they switched leadership before they got Chepek in there before they got Disney Plus going they wanted to become a big streamer they wanted to have Star Wars content available on a streaming platform they wanted to take the place of your Netflix and your Amazon prime. And they wanted to take over. They wanted to be number one because they felt their content could do it. They set records. They, they exceeded their subscriber base right off the bat. Things went to the, went to the sky. They had some quality issues in the films. Then they had these licensing deals that were becoming a mess with Comcast and universal who is their straight up arch enemy. But, They had the the platform with Hulu. So then you have FX, you have FXX, FX Movies. The whole Fox company now is owned by Disney. That whole catalog was under license to Comcast for a bunch of their networks. So everybody's sharing, getting a piece of this pie. It came time to pay the bill, and Comcast kind of did a Darth Vader, pray I don't alter the deal anymore. Right. And they said, we want, you know, this many million to relinquish and Disney's like, ah, we ain't paying that. So now you're going to have to wait. Well, now while they're waiting, they they're losing the potential money they could make. Right. So, uh, after I talked to, uh, salacious rum on the podcast, he, he clued me in on something that I had heard about, but I didn't quite understand how it worked. I had heard that in Europe and England that Disney plus, had an app called star or something like that. And that was where adult uh, rated movies, not, not porn, but you know, like rated R rated PG, things like that. And then the other half would be Disney plus with the kids stuff. And he said, no, it's actually all in the Disney plus app. You just have to sign in with a, uh, an adult profile an over 18 profile. And I was like, okay, it's kind of like they're testing it over there because over here, they're having these issues where they've got their app and then they've got Hulu. What the hell do we do? My thought was a couple things. You can pair off some of the content that's on Hulu, some of the shows. You've got a lot of these guys like uh, Netflix buying successful shows, the rights to to them to to continue. Like like let's just say uh, Trailer Park Boys, for instance, right? They ended. They they still felt like they had more to give. Netflix said, "Hey, come over here." That brought subscribers, that brought a new audience, that gave you the ability to go right back to the very first episode, the very first season, 14 seasons, specials, Christmas shows, more money, more money, more money, right? Same thing with Disney and all this stuff. So, so, so to me, what makes sense is Hulu is dragging down their plans and it's eating up money they could be using to push Disney Plus and Disney Plus content. You have the shows like Mandalorian and the Boba Fett and the Obi-Wan that look the look of them is very small in scope compared to like Andor. Andor every episode looked like a feature film.
1: Well, just y- look at the budget for Andor compared to Yeah. Right.
0: And we talked about that. And it just could be the fact that they know these other shows are going to be so plentiful that they just can't long run sustain that that size of production so they're going to be a bit of a smaller look to where the camera's more on the character than the cinematography whereas like Rogue One is the cinematography tells this tells a lot of the story it's a it's like a very gradual entry into the classic Star Wars world that we all know where you don't see the obvious things at first you know they tell a story with the characters and the scene and then it grows and all these things come into play. And then you see a TIE fighter and then you see a X wing and then, you know what I mean? It all just is an eventual growth into those things. So anyway, it just makes more sense when you look at stocks, you buy stocks, you know how that stuff works, how it's affected to take the commodity or the property or the, the overall franchise of star Wars. It's all under the Lucasfilm company branding, you know, uh, to just say, they're just going to sell star Wars makes no sense because what do you have left under Lucasfilm? They, they canceled Willow. Yeah. There's nothing else that I know of other than some animated stuff. Yeah. You could, you could license some star Wars things in other countries. So they're in other languages and there's other actors getting a chance to play some roles that were probably not allowed. So you could do some things like that maybe, but that's not even, that's like inconsequential to the overall big picture. Just, just saying they're going to sell star Wars back to George Lucas fixes, nothing fixes, nothing. You can't say it's lost. It's lost value. You know, they put the value at, at 4 billion and he got a mix of stocks and cash um, he gave up his original notebooks. He gave up his rights. I think the some of the only things that he still gets money on is like s- some merchandising stuff and maybe some character things that were like newer. I don't know how that all got worked, but I'm sure there's something that he's still getting a nibble off of. Probably not not anything major because it was more like, hey, we want, like you said, we want to show the first three films and the prequels every weekend over and over on some of these networks that are dying to get it. And maybe he was protective of it and didn't want to do that, but maybe once a year. And they're saying, no, we want to do it once a month, you know, get that boost to advertising, give somebody something to watch all weekend. So just to say, let's, let's just get rid of the franchise. Well, who's going to do anything any better just because they own it. You know, that's, that's not going to fix anything they're going to continue to make content to pull in advertising, pull in subscribers, you know, and and the, the big thing that I had talked about before was how can they transition from the, from the small screen back out to the theater? Because for a long time it was just bringing it to live action on, on the TV. So they did that, you know, with Mandalorian, they did it that first season, they did everything that was great but now how do you kind of transition out of that back into the theaters to make some more of that, that big time money force awakens is on the top 10 all time earning movies. It's, it's, it's behind Titanic. It's behind avatar. And it's, it's, I think you've got your, uh, your, uh, your Marvel movies and you got a couple star Wars movies right there. So it's, it's, it could be that, you know, they're failing the fans that want to see certain things and they feel like they're being they're not being serviced in the way they want, but it makes no sense to just turn around as a big company like this and go, "Oh, we're in trouble. We're going to sell Star Wars." Well, it just doesn't work like that, man. 350 million dollars is nothing. These people that were saying all this have no idea. They just have no idea. Those parks and everything going into those parks you know, they're putting billions of dollars into those parks over, over several years. They can make that money in a couple films, in a couple TV shows in no time, ticket sales, you know. They're not going to sell Star Wars. That's the bottom line. It, it makes zero sense to say that. I don't know why people are saying it. I don't know why they're thinking it. It's It's ridiculous. It is downright ridiculous to even speculate for one second that you're going to take the all-time the all-time in history number one independent franchise in, 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 in film. And you're just going to buy it? The only one person historically buys it, and then they're going to turn around a few years later and say, we don't want it. Get rid of it. We need the money. That's just not going to happen. The, the biggest franchise in the world is uh, the Pokemon franchise. But it's, like, owned by, like, a corporation and all this stuff. The the thing that sets Star Wars apart was that it was one person, George Lucas. It was he when he made that money off that first movie, he went into business for himself and did everything after that on his own. He would secure financing against his own income off of the films and he would leverage everything against it as an independent filmmaker basically. He had the best deal for merchandising ever in history because nobody had ever done it. And he just, you could say he was savage or savvy or, you know, however it worked, whoever he put in charge of that stuff, you know, people were just desperate to get the, to get the job. They, the, the history says that there was the Amigo corporation. I believe that was general mills was part of that or something. Yeah, You know, they they refused the license. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to make it. They didn't want to get into the action figure business. And so Kenner jumped up and said, hell yeah, we'll do it, because they were a small company. And even if they failed at getting the numbers out, whatever they got out would be more than they had ever made. Next thing you know, over a a 10 or 15-year period, there was like 250 million action figures made. So when we're out here collecting them and everybody gets boned up to buy this stuff, you know, in a hurry, it's like, just relax, man. They're out there. They're out there. There, there may not be 250 million rocket firing Boba Fett's, you know, those are the rarities, but the rest of them <clears throat> just to get your collection together, tell yourself, you want to get all three movies, uh, action figures, give yourself, uh, 12 months. And just say every week i want to get a couple figures you know y- you could easily knock those three movies out in a year if you just did oh. the star wars figures the return of the jedi or the empire strikes back return of the jedi boom no problem that there's they are out there i mean you oh. you see them you see them all the time you know but but going back to this this thing about people saying they're going to get rid of star wars it's just so so ludicrous to even think for 10 seconds. I mean, everybody's hating on this, this Ray movie that's going to come out, but they're going to go see it. Oh, And then you're going to have Dave Filoni do a film. It's going to go bonkers. You're going to have this other film come out and, and they're there. It's a trilogy, but they're not related, but yet they're intertwined somehow. There's a connecting tissue somewhere. Like, like, uh, you, like they're even a, like they're they're gun shy to say trilogies anymore. We'll quit saying trilogies then. Just say standalone film. What's the wrong with doing a standalone film? <clears throat> they'll they'll make they'll make plenty of money. That has no bearing on the uh, bottom end of the of the company as a whole off of what they invested in that because that's been what two thousand was that two thousand twelve? No, it was before that, wasn't it?
1: What when Disney bought it?
0: Was it twelve? it was 2012. Yeah. So we're over 10 years now. They've more than made they've more than made their money back. Oh yeah. Like I said, they made a billion dollars off of Force Awakens, they made a billion dollars off of Last Jedi right around there and they were just under a billion on uh Rise of Skywalker. Then you had Rogue One made a billion dollars. It exceeded a billion dollars. Solo didn't do so hot, but solo if 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 people would would catch catch a breath and go back and watch it and just watch it for what it is not not have this expectation of seeing Harrison Ford you know um to me it was a great way to show him as a younger guy and then let that guy continue you know you could you could uh bring him into other stories yeah. so
1: there's a rumor that Felony's bringing him back to play Solo in his movie.
0: Yeah, I've heard that too, and that's fine. You know, they said they were going to have another guy play Luke Skywalker, and they brought in the the other guy, and then they put Mark Hamill's face on him. Yeah, because of the time period where it's at. You know, if the I don't think that everybody I don't think that a lot of people care so much about that. Like, if you want to bring the guy in that played Solo. Just tell us that's just tell us in the in the in the story that you're presenting that that's who it is, and I think most people accept. Okay, that's Han Solo, and what are they doing? What what's the story? I don't need to sit here and worry so much about what he looks like. Show me a good story, right? Show me a good Star Wars film or a good show, you know. So so I'm okay with that. I mean, it's not up to me, but that's just my vote. Is let that guy be him then, you know? I don't think Harrison Ford's going to give a shit. He got paid. And I mean, he was on his press tour, and they were like, what made you want to do Han Solo again? And he threw it up. They paid me. They paid me. I mean, (laughs) why else are actors doing it, you know? It ain't for the awards. But um, just looking at the overall business picture of, of Disney, yes, there's always a lot of things to complain about. You know, if you're just talking about the parks, and they put they put up a hotel and they say three nights all-inclusive family of four sixty seven hundred dollars why like what what family in the united states wants to take a seven thousand dollar trip it's seven thousand dollars just when you get there so there was something fishy right off the jump like that's odd what what this country, people aren't people aren't just running around taking seven thousand dollar three day weekends, and that's just there. So now you got to count travel to get there. If it's a flight, if it's a car, if it's fuel, if it's lodging on the way, meals, kids, merchandise, et cetera, et cetera. You know, now you're talking ten thousand dollars, twelve thousand dollars. People aren't just dropping that. So so then why did you go all the way through? with this $350 million investment to make this building to do this, uh, to me, in my opinion, it was capital spending. You have to make that budget ahead of time. You cannot spend that money on anything else once you, once you budget it and lock it in. That's how a capital uh, budget works. I, I don't know that that's how they termed it or wh- how they classified the money, but I feel like when they decided to do it, And everybody thought it was a good idea. And they said, okay, we're doing it. They locked in the funds and they said, let's give it 12 months. We just want to see what it'll do. If it doesn't work out, plan B is blank, blank, blank. Because somebody else said, well, it's in the cast members' parking lot. Well, they can park somewhere else. They got plenty of room. If you know the lay of the land between the gate, between the side gate and the hotel, there's plenty of room to extend Galaxy's Edge. They could make it a a show, dinner, theater type thing. Those hotel rooms were like jank and small, uncomfortable. You know, that could just become a walkthrough tour, offices for personnel that work there, um, even lodging for employees. They they made a specific show that you could see when you were in there that featured holograms of uh, Yoda, then you had Kylo Ren, you had Ray, you had a, like a bartender, a singer, some other cast members that were in costume. You had um, there was like a you're on a ship, you know, it's a star cruiser. You had a captain that was like painted blue and would come talk to people and stuff like that. That there were uh, there were games that people could play together, like co-op games. There was like little treasure hunt type things. Um, why i don't see why that couldn't just become a um like a an, park thing an attraction yeah and then while you're there you maybe you maybe the only way you get in is if you have a reservation for the for the dinner show because right. most people were eating dinner during that show with Kylo Ren and Rey and she would reach down and pick up that saber that they made that would extend and everything and then they said whenever she would fight fight him you notice she would like hide it real quick and pick up like one she could beat up so, you know, it, it's like one of those things. You have to have a reservation or, or you have to pay a ticket for each person in your party. It's like, you know, 150 bucks a piece and you get, you know, a meal, the show. You can play the games while you're waiting. You can walk around the place, get a little tour. It looks like you're in outer space, you know, all this stuff. That makes a lot of sense to me because they already have several areas like that and people are already used to doing it that way. While you're trying to introduce it to everybody, you just put up this real expensive stay in these hotel rooms that were probably temporary to begin with. I don't know. Cause a lot of people are saying, oh, they'll just tear the building down. I was like, it's not even that big, man. I mean, I've, you can go right over it in the cable cars, um, the Skyliner and stuff. It's like, it's not that big, I, but where it's at is perfectly tucked to have something in between it and the rest of galaxy's edge. I, I just, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, and the, they, they, they can also have different character nights and, you know, kind of like make it, the new launch bay you know like how launch bay is
0: and who and who is to say that that wasn't the plan all along because like i said something's really fishy when you're suddenly popping up this 140 room hotel at $7000 for a 6700 whatever it was for 3 nights and then and then uh they they get to the point where they're saying well we're going to do it every other every other weekend and then uh we're going to do it just this time of the year, this time of the year, and then ah, uh, we're going to close it. There's there's something else there to it, um, but that's not reason for alarm, and that's not enough money to say, oh my God, let's sell Star Wars, four billion dollars, three hundred and fifty million dollars, three hundred and fifty million dollars don't even pay the tax on that four billion. It's it's, it's it's a joke to to say that that's enough to bring it down. It's it's not even close. To me, that was just clickbait. Yep. That's all that that's all that was was clickbait. Um they're gonna they're gonna have new leadership. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy will be out of there soon enough. You're gonna have new leadership over Disney, you're gonna have new leadership over Lucasfilm. And none of it really matters. There there's always gonna be toxic fandom. There's always gonna be people that are not satisfied with what they're seeing, what they're hearing. They're they're gonna be too concerned with an underlying message. There's so many little things like that we can pick apart, but those aren't those aren't reason enough to say, "Oh my God, they're selling the company."
1: Oh, also, the some of these people are complaining. They got realized when they saw the original trilogy. Trilogy. They were 12 years old. Like you know, they were young kids. Right. They're thinking they're going to get their childhood back by watching Star Wars today. No, because I've I've talked to plenty of kids who enjoyed the sequel trilogy. You know, I mean, I, you know, I didn't have a problem with Force Awakens. I mean, my only problem was the, I just thought Luke should have been handled a little better. I just, I mean, how, and he said it in an interview, how cool would it have been in The Force Awakens when the lightsaber flies out, out of the snow into Ray's hands? How cool would it have been to see that fly into Luke's hands right there? And, yeah, you know, that from Mark Hamill and you know uh, you know I mean that that's that And no. I tell you one scene though when I seen Last Jedi <laughs> that I'm like I you know when uh, Finn and Rose were letting go the horse creatures or yeah, you know yeah. everything else they released them to be free and I'm sitting there thinking to myself soon as you guys leave they're just going to catch them again <laughs> right that was
0: crazy that was Canto the canto bite shit yeah. <laughs> the uh Yeah, there's ridiculous moments and there's also a missed opportunity. I mean, when they were writing Force Awakens and they had Kylo Ren so so powerful, you know, stopping those those bolts blasting out of the rifles and stuff and killing folks just to get some information to find Luke Skywalker. Meanwhile, they could have already had him sort of discovering Rey. They could have met up earlier. Then when they got to that scene where she discovers the lightsaber, it could have been him. And then later on in the series of films, he could have handed that down to her just like Obi-Wan handed it down to him. You know, it would have just been such a great moment that, you know, he would have been on board with because it would have been like, yes, we can do this. We can continue to hand this down. It's a symbolic thing that I was given my father's lightsaber and I continued the good side of what he started, right? Just like he could, he could hand that down to her and it would symbolize not only that, but also that these films could continue with new actors. And, and here's Luke involved in that trans transition. And so that got a little fumbled, but you know, I mean, they, they could at some point break with Canon and just do it again, do it differently. Because they already did that with the literature, so why? What would stop them do it from the film? Hey, we're going to do this again. Yeah, here's here's another Force Awakens from a different point of view. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I
1: mean, I you know I feel like the like for the Last Jedi, I think Ryan Johnson was trying too hard, and he was trying to make Luke be like Yoda. An empire, and it just didn't work.
0: No, he 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 was on Mark uh, Marin WTF podcast, and uh, I didn't really like his answers about the film. And he was claiming to be this this fanatic and paying homage to the originals and all this stuff. And I just thought, man, he was just trying so hard to retell Empire Strikes Back that I feel like he just overshot and then killing everybody off it's like you can't do rogue one you can't do that
1: yeah i mean you, you got to have
0: a passing of the baton other than just somebody dying and coming back as a ghost
1: yeah you Plus, know like empire strikes back had Hawk, he had the salt planet which did not not same thing Hulk? yeah it was like the exact the walkers
0: thing. yeah pretty damn ridiculous
1: Got
0: Ahsoka yeah. coming up. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I. But just to reiterate, um, Star Wars isn't the problem, and Star Wars isn't the savior of any issues. The problem, I think, in the whole thread of the corporate level thing which has nothing to do with with what's in the content and all that. It's the delivery, and it is, to me, the issue is Hulu. I'm getting crazy. uh, Something crazy here. I'm getting my uh, messenger on my PlayStation app is somehow getting bombarded never seen that before and it's like adult that's weird um anyway my thing what i think the issue is is the deal that they have going with comcast in order for it to end there has to be this payment there has to be this amount of ownership or whatever they got to get through that once they get through that I feel like selling Hulu off or selling off some of the shows or or the technology or something in there in that, in that grand scheme of things um, is the answer to some of their headaches. It may lead to some more losses. It may lead to some more layoffs. I don't know. But... Um, that 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 is where to me the hiccup is and the disconnect is between how it goes in europe and how it goes here in europe you pull up disney plus you can watch any fox movie you want you can watch you know you can go watch predator and then you can go over here and watch star wars and then you can watch you know uh the simpsons or whatever but when you go in the states and you pull up disney plus you have to open up hulu to go watch those other movies and properties because of the licensing deals that they have here and the things that were in place when they got Fox and Comcast still had their hand in some of that stuff. So the logical thing to, to, to do, um, you know, you, you, you have to figure out what's going to be, if like, what's the lesser of two evils here, you've got ESPN kind of dragging things down a little bit. And then you've got Hulu just making this big mess of things. So put all that content on Disney plus shed Hulu um, and then do something with ESPN, either bring it back onto the, to the cable package or, or sell it, get rid of it <clears throat> and, and, and then make Disney plus your sole focus, family entertainment, movies, film shows, you know, network, network capability, whatever. And, and have that be your focus. You know, it's like, it's like they're trying to do too many things. Like they're trying to do the same thing on too many, in too many places. Yeah. To me, uh, just looking at it as a business perspective, that to me is a, is a bigger issue than Kathleen Kennedy screwing something up.
1: Yeah. But, and yeah, I'm seeing it in all properties, not just Disney, but nobody's coming up with original content anymore. You know, like it just seems like it's kind of repeating itself
0: the remake game. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's been going on for years. And, um, I don't know that you'll, you'll get completely away from that, but you know, if they're, if they're going to redo something, they better redo it. Well, we may, we may very well see at some point, you know, a new hope redone. Um, a remake of it because it's 50 years old, you know, like it's, it's, it's going on 50 years old. It's easy to say uh, at that point, you could say, well, a lot of people don't want to watch it cause they don't like how it looks or this or that, but man, that film's so groundbreaking. It still looks great. right? Um, and you have the remakes with the digital stuff added in that piss a lot of people off, but it also keeps it kind of current in its look. So but you could you could say it, it's a fifty year uh, anniversary uh, remake, and you've got new actors and everybody, and then they start over. I don't know. They they're gonna. I would. I kind of expect that to happen at some point. Yeah. My, my question, um, in all of the changes being made with Disney and uh, stuff like that, though, is, you know, what becomes of the of the building, the facility and the show and everything that's there. Um, now that they've announced they're closing it, it just makes sense to me to keep using it being that it's so close to galaxy's edge. Like you said, um, it becomes a new place for shopping, you know, it becomes a new place for food. It becomes a new place for a show and there could be something built in between the two little areas. Um,
1: It's just like every YouTube video I see about Galaxy's Edge, it's still packed. It's still packed. Yeah.
0: I I went twice last year, February and July. It was just as packed both times, and I didn't get to see when they brought out Boba Fett or Mandalorian yet. They weren't out yet. Um, People are pissed off that, speaking of those two guys, they're pissed off because of the time frame that you're supposed to be in when you're in this place. And Kylo Ren's walking around with with the... um, uh, the first order and stuff like that. And you don't have the Imperial troopers. And then over here, you've got Mando and Boba and stuff like that. it's like, you know, then you got the Falcon sitting there. It's like, you could go old school in there. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to fault you for that or old school on one side, new school on the other and throw some prequel stuff in the middle. You know, why don't you just have a bunch of different characters yeah. walking around? You know, yeah. why is
1: yeah, why do people take it so seriously? Well, it's well it's but a, also, you know,
0: and also the people that make it, like, why does it have to be so timeline specific? Like, it's Star Wars, man. Yeah. Make it everything, make make it so, because you can meet, you know, Darth Vader and everybody in the in the little individual picture places. Well, why not have those dudes walking around too? Yeah. What's the big deal? it's it's, a, it's not a big deal. They're making it a big deal, you know. But uh, that's all the time I've got. I appreciate you talking to me because we made we made this into a nice little conversation. So, okay, man. I'll check you out next time.
1: All right. Have a good good rest of the week, bud. All right.
0: You too, bud. Thanks a lot. See you.
1: Uh-huh. See you.
0: I want you to go to HickChickDesign.com. Go to the Star Wars category items. Pick something out. Throw it in your cart. When you go to check out. Use code CWC10 and get 10% off those Star Wars category items. If you want to sponsor the podcast, go to patreon.com slash fightthefearpodcast. For your monthly donation, you will receive a link to do just what JD did. Talk to me live during the show right on a private Discord chat. I occasionally put it out there for people to see, so they can see what the cool kids are doing behind closed doors. And this is it. He was he was he was a star of the show. He helped me get through the episode tonight, and that's what I want to do for my supporters and my friends that that are helping me out. And I appreciate each and every one of you. So go on over there and sign up for that. That's where things take place over on Discord. It's uncut, unedited. You're there live. You can speak to me. You can come on camera if you want. It's up to you, however you want to do it. Then I edit it and put it out on Sundays, and it's usually a lot less than what the cool kids see. And sometimes we do some watch parties on Discord. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Stay cool, and may the Force be with you.